Uh, ladies and gentlemen, recording in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Loose Head Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth. Look, we almost got 500 listens last week, Ted Gillespie. Which is not bad for a couple of no-names who have no fucking clue about social media. and You know. I don't look very good there. today. I'm a bit worried about this. I've got a better... Okay, fucking people complaining about my camera last week. I have a camera. I just... We were in a rush. I've got a microphone, as you can see. Got the camera. But because the resolution is too good, I now don't look very good. So that is... Right. It's, a, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Very few flaws. Very, very few... Mental personality and physical flaws are on full display with the HD camera. That's that. Is that better? <laughs> well, I don't know if better is the, way, the word I'd use, but anyway, what's going on? Oh, oh mate. Fucking... Another week is in the, uh, of the shoot shield. The steam train keeps rolling. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll, we, we let, we'll tick off our games first since like we were the ones there. Um, yeah. I haven't watched any other games. I've, I've, I switched off from rugby after the weekend. Yeah, I didn't. But I can. I fully appreciate how... Actually, I switched off. I watched, but I didn't do nerdy things. Um, yeah. We went up to the Hunter. I it was Good Friday traffic. Like, it was a bit of a... It could have been a curveball for us. Um, yeah, can you lift your mic a little closer? Yep. Just a touch. Could have been a curveball for us going to the, like the Good Friday traffic, all that sort of thing. Um, I really like it's it's really nice playing at the Hunter. They've got a lovely ground. Um, the people are really like happy to be there, except for the people sledging me uh, while I was trying to coach. But be most used to that by now. Yeah, well, I'll tell that one in a little bit. Um, but the it's really good. Like the the the, the coaches up there, uh, John Muggerton and um, Mr. Coleman, like they're you know they're really good guys. It's nice to be there. The players always, you know, always have a chat with you after the game and they put on food and stuff. So it's, it's very, very good. Hunter are an interesting side. Um, they've got, a, obviously, uh, their 10 used to play for North. He's got a very big kick. Like, we're talking, I don't know if I've seen a bigger kick in, in our comp at the moment. So they have that ability to sort of just pin you down. Um, we played reasonably well, so we sort of be able to get out of there. But they... They're going to cause some headaches this year, I think. Um, and they're not a team that I like. I had a circle to something I didn't really want to play them in Newcastle. It's just it, it can cause headaches. I'm gonna I'm gonna call that they're gonna they're gonna knock a few guys over. Um, so yeah, we got out of there with the with the chocolates, but they're gonna they're gonna do some damage. I agree. I think I I think anyone in the shoot shield on their day can beat anyone. I. Well, pretty much anyone can. Yeah, pretty I'm, much. I'm pretty much. I think. Look, I think the middle. I think the top eight, all playing each other, is like if you have a bad game and you're in the top eight, then you'll lose. Um, okay. Just I quickly, uh, I was being sledged from two angles. So on the right, I had um, some guys on the beers who later I found out was my friends from school, um, Ed Wiley and Josh McCormack. So they were. Quite funny with their sledging, but early on I was looking into the sun and just going, how would they possibly have, like, who is this really giving it to me here? On the left, I had sort of 10 to 12, what I didn't know at the time, 14-year-old sort of guys, um, that sort of rat's tail, probably like had a few Jim Beams on the way to the game and they were sort of, each time we send out a message, they'd ask if um, 
like they need to come up and help us how to coach. And the first time it happened, I was looking into the sun. So obviously my fuse has shortened with my age. So I was like, yeah, yeah come, come up here, you little fuck. And I, cause I thought they were about 20 and then the sun sort of died off a bit and they were about 12. So and, you're abusing kids. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, they were being dicks. I was like, come on, come up here then, you fuck. And then I was like, oh, and that's a child. So I had to just eat that for the rest of the 80. That but, would have been a good, um, a good Daily Telegraph headline. Local 55-year-old Eastwood forwards coach abuses 12-year-old innocent country kid. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, well, he fucking deserved it. Um, but then another kid asked me, he's really, really nice, asked me if I played with his dad who played in the late 1990s. So it was, <laughs> it was a fucking, it was a full day up there. Um, but yeah, we were very happy to get away. Did you guys get the bus up there or did you just drive no, up and come back? Drive, man, I, I, um, I'm not involved with the administrative side much, but I can see that would have been a qualm. And also people wanted to do things on their Easter long weekend. Some guys wanted to stay up in Newcastle, get on the piss. Some guys wanted to come back down and be with their family. So, Nah. Weirdos. Yeah, I know. Weirdos. I, I personally, People I with lives. I didn't see my family at all. They were on holidays and I was in my little little cell that I'm in now. Mate, um, I went to Newcastle early this last week. Uh, Kate has some foot problem and she needed to see like a specialist because she hurt her ankle playing basketball with kids or something. Don't ask. I don't, I don't get it. But that, but one of the, one of the tricks of the trade you learn from working in the transport industry is that if you need a bathroom urgently, a local McDonald's is the perfect, uh, oh, yeah. Stop. McDonald's, you bay. Oh, so. Oh, yeah. So, and obviously you go on the disabled one because it's, uh, you know, used less frequently, a lot more comfortable. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went, I, I was urgently, I had way too many coffees because I had to get up like earlier than normal, which is not that early these days. And I've gone into this McDonald's bathroom. And if you want to see the worst of a place, go to a McDonald's. Go to a McDonald's yeah, yeah. and yeah. you're like, I'm sorry for any of my friends. Like, I know Rob James, big McDonald's guy. I know you're a big McDonald's guy. Really I assume you do drive through and you don't ever go in because, no, don't, you no. know. Go on. <laughs> yeah. right, go on. <laughs> but if you want to see the worst of society, go to a McDonald's. That was that was my little Oh, yeah. I went – I not that I ever go there, but I went to the spaceship, like one of the new age tech ones where you can't order at the fucking counter. Yeah, you're really throwing the junkies out like they're just... that fucking annoys me. I want to talk to a person. Well, I, I want to. I, I, yeah, like if you're trying to get a large diet coke, you want to like, <sighs> which I get, and nothing else. I'm like large diet coke. I got to. They they point you over to the fucking big wall screen thing that you use at shopping centers to find where general pants is, and you got to clickety click. And I hated it. Hey, they'll get to the point where they just scan your body as you walk in. And they'll go, "This guy's <laughs> having 35 hash browns." Uh, <laughs> Two Big Macs, deep fried banana bread, and a diet coke. Yeah, as you walk in, they just you just hear, yeah, he's coming, they're coming. Oh, put it on Mr. Gillespie's tab. Oh fuck me! So you guys had Norths? We had Norths. Short week. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of short weeks. I was a big fan of the long weekend though. Um, yeah, look, it's hard. It's hard when you get a red card early on, and a sin bin in the game. Um, and that's that's not like it, for completely different offences. But you've had another red this season, right? You had a red, red against us. Manly, one of the manly guys had a red against us. Oh, red, it was a manly. We've had guy. a number of yellow cards though. Um, yeah, look, it wasn't 
was an, an amazing day. We did some good things. We did some bad things. I watched the um, game. I watched the game. I thought like the physicality aspect was very, very good at times. I think that like that's what you can got to do to North is that you have to win the physical battles. I thought obviously set piece was good. Um, scrum was good. Um, line out was poor. Our line out was poor to be honest. And and we we were too inconsistent with our scrum. Like when we did what we were supposed to do, we we're very good. Uh, and then look, funny, funny day, mate. And this, uh, this is club footy at its absolute best. We had a number of prop injuries on the day. And I don't think that's given anything away. So in, in second grade, we've lost two loose head props in two scrums. <laughs> and, you know, one played fourth grade, one was playing third grade. So I've gone to the sideline and gone, we need another prop. So we've got this young guy, Anthony Moatane, who was, uh, playing first Colts. Who was in the in the uh, grandstand about to have a feed? I'm going, you know, get him down here, get his boots on, get him ready to go. So he ended up playing his grade debut in uh, second grade, and then at the end of the second grade game, I got to tell him in front of everyone, "Hey, you're you're actually playing first grade today, my friend." He played. So, did he play? Yeah, he was one of the young. We had two 19 year old props on at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, both first grade debuts. Anthony, who ended up coming on a tight head in the last ten. Um, had played first Colts that day as well. Um, Levi is going to be very good. He's, he's still only 19 as well. And we had one of our other props, Gerard, who had worked the night shift the day before and got home at 6 a.m. because he's got a newborn baby, didn't sleep all night and all day and ended up knocking out 70 odd minutes. So yeah, that's, that's part of it. Club, club rugby at its absolute best. That is, I had that, that is club rugby at its best. Um, I had always- Sam Lindsay played a whole game in fourth grade, then ended up playing like 50 odd minutes, uh, in second grade after being on the bench for third grade. You know, so, so we, we had, uh, a number of things. We did a number of things well, but we had another number of things not go our way. And, um, the boys stepped up and, you know, there was, there's some good stories. There's some good stories to come out of it. And, Whilst you never like losing, I think down the track, some of the young guys that got exposed to that level of rugby, it's going to be good for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought I thought some of those guys who came on did quite well, as considering, especially considering that. Um, that's sort of the tail of the tape at the moment from what I can gather. We've spoken about it before, but numbers are down, right? Numbers are oh, yeah. down. Um, we've, we've, got, we've got a spicy cough that we're dealing with. And, you know, week in, week out, that'll take a couple of guys out. Um, so at the moment, I reckon the teams that are in the best position are the ones who are, aren't getting impacted as much. And I don't actually know who the fuck that is. I think everyone's keeping it relatively quiet, aren't yeah, they? Of course, everyone's keeping it quiet. And look, the, the, so, so should they like whatever, but the, it's just a, it's just a jigsaw puzzle. It's a game of Tetris to try and sort of get everyone in on time and in the right sides at the moment, which sounds like South was in that boat as well. Well, look, we haven't lost too many. We, we've COVID hit the coaches a lot harder, to be honest. Yeah, well, they're, they're, I heard the coach. They're degenerates down there, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, you'll be impressed with me. I was in such a bad frame of mind on Saturday that um, having a couple of quiet beers with my degenerate friends, who you know, and uh, they've all gone to vinyl room, and I've gone home. Jeez. So, I know. No. Are you alright? No, no. Should I come down? Are you <laughs> No, no, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. It's, uh, I'm just going to turn a fan on. It's bloody hot in here. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've only watched our games 10 times each and, uh, you know, 
Yeah. It's only round, th- only round three. We've got West Harbour this week, so that'll be another fun one. Um, I need you, you to know. beat them. We, we need to beat, we need to, need you to beat, beat them, them as well. Um, yes, yes. Before we go into the anxieties of not sleeping and watching your games too much, um, <laughs> Gordon went down. Yeah. Yes. Gordon went, Gordon went down. Um, you know, in a pretty, pretty close game. Um, the Rats are a good side. And what, what they've managed to do, which is really impressive, is take like a one-off or a quick resurgence. They're always a good team, but their resurgence to that sort of grand final era and sort of turn it into being consistent winners. Um, yep. So they're a good they're a good rabbit side. I've watched them now a couple of times. Um, and they sort of just were a little bit too dynamic for Gordon. So I was sort of flicking through all the games, um, but that was a good win for them. Probably... I mean, it's a bit of a. It might put a target on Gordon in a way, like that they're sort of you know a beatable side now. Um, but that, I thought that was a good win for the Rats. They've been good. They were good against uh, Norths as well. So like, they're a good side. Oh, mate! Look, I, I think Gordon will be one of the top teams. I think Norths will be a top team. I think uh, Warringah will be right up there in the mix. I. I I think what we said not long ago is any anyone in the top eight, if they're on their day, they can beat anyone in yeah. the comp. I'm I'm convinced of that, and it's going to be there's going to be a lot of things that come into play. the The c word will come into play, injuries will come into play, numbers will come into play, and, and it'll be really who's who's there at the back end of the year. There'll be a little bit of luck involved, I reckon, uh, as yeah. there usually is. But um, um, yeah, look, that I agree. I, I, I agree with that. I, but I certainly think for me at the moment, the Rats are a really good side. Uh, Norths are a very good side as well. So, And Gordon, I, like I already knew, was a good side. So it's three teams who are all put out, you know, they're good performances with a bit of, they've got some dynamic guys in the back line. Um, I was actually spent most of my time on Para East, which was quite an interesting game um, at East. And you'd have to say one East needed to win. Um, like they, they had to win that game uh, and they did, but it was, it was closer than it looked. It was sort of 19 to 21 for a little bit there, I think, um, or 19 to 20 leading into the final 15. Para, are, mate, I'm telling you, Para are okay. They, they, they were, I watched them versus Hunter the week before for prep and I thought they won the game because I just wasn't paying attention. They were dominant possession, they were dominant physicality. Their set piece was better. They're, 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 they've come on a lot. It's just, yeah, it's just it's tough. They they could have won that game. I, mm, they're a decent side. Yeah, oh, well, look, they've done a lot of recruiting and they've made a lot of noise. I know a few guys from out there listen to this podcast and, and they're certainly saying good things about what's happening out there. So, look, uh, as you and I have both said many times, I, I want Parramatta to, to go well. Yeah, Paramount have to go. I mean, they, it's good that they go well for rugby. I'd like, it's hard to, they're in like a, you know, they're in like a 10 year period, which is hard to dig out of. But if they can keep turning up and sort of doing what they did on the weekend, they're going to knock teams off. And that's what they have to do. Again, they're going to have to deal with the same trials and tribulations as the rest of us. But they were in that game. They were in that game for all money. Um, and it's just a few little things, few little piece of execution that sort of led them astray. But they were East at East is never an easy game. Fuck no. Mate, they've been so they've been solid for years. They have periods where they're outstanding. They have periods where they're 
well, you know, not as outstanding, but they've always been very, very difficult to play and a good in my in, in my time. They're always a tough team. Yeah, I look. I think East. I think East probably have underperformed based on their cattle in the last couple of years. Like, there's a few years there where they've got five or six very good Super Rugby players, um, and you you expect that they need to go a little bit further than they did. But were they a good side for all those years? Yes, they were good. And like you said, even I recall in like 2015 when, you know, they weren't going that well from memory and we were going very well, still rocking up to East and getting beaten. So it is a bit of a fortress. So for Parra to play well there, um, obviously credit credit to Parra. I thought they were, I thought they were good. Hey, have you watched any Super... I haven't watched any Super Rugby this week. I saw the Tars beat the Fours. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I'll cut, I'll, it's all right, mate. I'll carry, I'll, I'll carry this. You, can, uh, you've, you carry this fucking show anyway. Yeah. The, uh, the Rebels-Reds first was a, was, a, was a fucking good game. So I don't know. Maybe the Rebels have hit their stride a little bit. But they, there was some football played in that game. There were, there were some serious tries. Um, Fraser McWright is so good. Uh, he's a gun, he's, eh? He's one of my favorite. I, I don't think I've quite seen an on-baller like him since, like, Liam Gill. And I know it's, I know David Pocock was the king of on-ballers, but Fraser McWright doesn't look the part. He Like, he's short, he's stocky. He's not, he doesn't have guns on guns. Like, he's got a dirty moustache. He's very good. He's as, he's as good as I've seen on-baller. He's just, if it's anywhere near him, he's got it. Are you across the Brad Thorne stuff that they was going through the news and how they were saying Taniella Tupo's fucking disillusioned with people at the Reds and then he's put some Instagram post out calling it fake news and now Thorne yeah, wants to like, be the Wallabies coach and I saw a little bit of it and they were talking about it in the broadcast. Um, I wouldn't say it's covered extensively rugby in terms of its internal politics, but I did see it. Um, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of it. I don't make much of it really until until I see something else or I'm told something else from like Brad Thorne's no doubt a very hard taskmaster though. So master. Um so he's you know, maybe one of those guys that came in, shook him up, got him to somewhere really good. And I don't know, maybe after a while the message starts to wear thin. But Well possibly. Yeah. I, I did a podcast with BPA, which I had to remove because the Reds didn't like it, and I'm not cutting this part out. And one of the things he said was that when he first came in, he was a total, you know, fuckwit, and then eventually evolved evolved into the coach he is now because he was learning and, you know, realised that there was more than just one way to get there. So what what I understand from what he did is he pretty much used everything that was made him one of the best players and just applied that as a coach without realising that human beings are different and, you know, different generations and all that kind of shit. Yeah, um, man, that's something I get reminded of all the time is that, you know, just because it worked for me doesn't mean it worked for other people. Um, absolutely. And particularly a guy like him who is a top, top, top echelon guy, like top echelon. He didn't lose. Rugby. No, he didn't lose. He won everything. And you know, he was top echelon in rugby league. He was top echelon in rugby union. He won fucking everything under the sun and he played till he was 43. So Yeah, and did already, back-to-back seasons all the time. and Already, you know, he's, he's literally 0.01 of the rugby world so i can see why the things some things that he would have done wouldn't have played on because not everyone can do that what do you think of elon musk buying twitter or attempting to buy twitter all right which i'm gonna have to circle back to the tars game for our rugby (laughs) fans uh i'm i'm a big fan of i don't i wasn't a huge elon musk guy always um 
I don't know. I just he was a lot of his stuff's like government subsidised. He sort of just seems to throw money and stuff and hope it sticks. But I like it the fact he's looking for a hostile takeover of Twitter. I mean, it'll certainly make my day more entertaining when I get to read all these crazy people. Well, not crazy people like people oh, Trump. Been, yeah, Trump. I want to see his tweets. I want to see. But like Absolutely. lots of people get shadow banned from from Twitter and like they might not be banned, but they or their stuff doesn't get out there like. El Presidente, Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports as shadow band. Like, so I would like to see it maybe not be as um, controlled as it is. I feel like you should say anything you want as long as you're not abusing other people. Well, no, I think you should be allowed to abuse other people as long as it's not like literally... Like the, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, unless you That's like the Australian thing for hate speech is if you, unless you're yelling fire in a theatre or you know, threatening someone with death. Like you can pretty much say whatever you want. You know, um, my favorite thing, you know, the, the YouTube shorts that come up all the time. If you jump, do you watch much YouTube? You would, sure. Yeah, I watch fucking lots of YouTube, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, the YouTube shorts and then you go down like a Donald Trump quite rabbit hole and he goes, one of them ones is you've called women fat pigs, slobs. And he goes, no, only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's look very offensive, but hilarious. You're gonna have a hard time if you want to stop offending everyone. I'm sure something that I did when I woke up this morning offended a whole population somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. No. <laughs> when you wake when you wake up in your car and just got out naked. Exactly. Now, quickly, the task. Yeah, yes, rugby, rugby. Well, this is the semi-last task. I mean, rugby thing, and then you can talk about whatever you want. Um, the tars were good. The Tars were good. Um, they've got a 10 problem. I know we said this, I said this last week. They've got too many fucking 10s. They've got three 10s for two holes. Um, and I don't know where it would have gone. So at the start of the season, and I don't have inside info here. So it's, I'm not speaking on behalf of Tane or anything or haven't heard anything really, but I know they've, like Will Harrison was the guy who they uh, christened to be their next 10. I don't know. I think they probably... Because they do that fucking early, don't they? I was just about to say, gee, I think they do that a touch early all the time. Yeah. Um, fucking nice. And so, like, and then Donaldson obviously got the, got the, what I'd call like the second string job last year. But then Tane's now started three games and he's played pretty well. So what do you do? And I don't know. The answer is, I, and by what do I do? I know what I do, but I don't know what they're going to do. I think that it's important to have, uh, you know, if equality is like an issue and something that people really want to take seriously, you've got to have a uh, an even distribution of, of ginger-haired man playing professional sport. And, um, yeah, you know, so that should be something that they consider, definitely. I don't know whether they will. They've got Harry Johnson Holmes. Um, well, look, he's a large, larger ginger man. I feel like you need at least two, two in a team to be, you know, if you're a serious team. For the life of me, I, I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't. It's I don't know who signs checks there now, really. Uh, well, I suppose Blazy does, but I don't really, like. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you that Simon Cron's going to be sniffing hard after whoever are some of those guys. Like it, who else you reckon he'll take? I reckon there'll be a bunch of shoot shield guys go. I think there'll be. I think he'll have a keen eye on the shoot shield. From what I heard, he's been watching the shoot shield. Maybe some guys who we don't the average listener doesn't really know. Um, maybe some guys. I, I'd be very surprised if one of the Brumbies hookers doesn't go. Um, well, fellow, rumor Falau's going. There was yeah. an article that Falau's for me, going. For me, though, honestly, like if I'm if I'm Pollard there, that's still not good enough for me. That's 
Is Connell gone already, or is he staying? I think he's staying. Well, if Connell stays and um, Noss stays, then if I'm Billy Pollard, I'm like, well, I should be playing. And I don't know whether the three-way rotation is going to work. And you know what? He could do with it for another year, but two years, three years, nah. they got some great names, don't they? Noss, Falau, Connell. Connell. Billy's mm. not as good. Billy, yeah, Billy's just a good name. Billy, Billy Kidd. You know. Pollen, um, Pollard. I think a lot of guys are going to go there. I don't know how we've discussed whether they have endless pockets before. They might. I don't fucking know. The Western Force have that RM Williams money. That sweet, sweet yeah. coal mining money. And you know that shit be expensive, son. I'm not, I'm anyway. Not a, I'm not a big guy. I don't like them. I've, I've never been into them. Kate, Kate rings me maybe a year and a half ago and goes, there's a pair of RM Williams on sale for 250 bucks. In my head, I'm going, they're 500 to 600 bucks. Buy them immediately. Boom. I'll just resell them, double my money. Put, put them on. I'm like, these are gun. These yeah, are I, gun. I like them. I don't, those who know me well know I don't really have an outfit I could wear it with. Um, no. so what? RMs in fucking footy shorts? RMs and in a vest. RMs and a vest. <laughs> super tight. Super tight. Uh, Maybe we got to come up with some sort of outfit for you. Maybe some uh, some arseless chaps. Who knows? We'll, well, what what are your thoughts? Like, I know we got that listener that always complains when we swear, so uh, I'm contractually obligated to say fuck every episode. There it is. But what? also, when we talk politics, they don't like that. But do you oh. like? You know, that's fine. Like, well, we got who? We got, we got, I don't know. We got. When do we have to vote? I've, that's coming up soon. I know that. I've, told, I've definitely told you my story about Scott Morrison. Yeah, you've unfortunately you've told it a few times. Yes. Yeah. I've got a video of him drinking beers. They had delete it now. And I said, get the fuck away from me this instant. And they all backed down because he was only the finance minister at the time. Well, look, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't, I, look, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I don't think. I don't think Albanese will get in. Looks like they've been. Hey, who's the one? Lodge and just, who's the one that didn't know the unemployment rate? Yeah. <laughs> like, of course it doesn't affect him. He's got fucking, you know, he's getting 400k a year to do nothing. Oh, I don't know, man. I will see what happens. I, I know you're a big Paul Hansen guy, so if she, oh, can- <laughs> hey, you, you know what's funny? Like, um, oh, mate, who's that guy that looks like you, Clive? Oh, fuck me, <laughs> fuck me. Cl- Everywhere I go, I see Clive Palmer United. You can't trust Labor. You can't trust Liberal. Vote Clive Palmer United Australia Party. I'm like, oh, that's a fucking great, great ad, Clive. Thanks, mate. Oh, geez, you've sold me. I didn't realise how rich he was. Like, I don't. You think, can, he's don't, a billionaire, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but I didn't realise he, that he's like proper. You know, five, six richest people in Australia. I thought he was rich. Like, obviously, he's rich to throw hundreds of millions of dollars at election that. You're just scrambling for a couple of seats, but he's rich, rich. But he's like, he's like, fuck you, money. Like he yeah. built a replica of the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, he's fuck you. Money. What would you do if you were a billionaire? You got, you got to do some crazy shit, surely. Yeah, I was actually, I was propositioning this the other day. What would I do with fuck you, money? I, I, I then asked what fuck you, money was. I, look, hundred mil for me would be fuck you, money. Is that fair? I think, I think if you got ten and above, you'd no, kind of go. I'm, I'm quite relaxed now. To buy this little shanty that I'm dwelling in would cost me one of those ten. So then, what? Would, like, well, I need, I need more. But then you never have to worry about rent again. So well, it's, actually, I, like, I agree. Hundred million dollars is like fuck you money, but ten million would be. 
after this podcast, I'm going to sell my blood to uh, pay rent this week. But 100 mil, I would definitely, I got to, I'd spread some around. You got to give some to your friends. I think they'd be getting at least 500k each, maybe a mil. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. I wouldn't tell anyone. You pay off your tab at the all the pubs that you've accrued. And point hotel. You'd buy like a big brewery or something. I could see that at me. Yeah, I'd do it for fun, but I'd yeah, do it for fun. I mean. But you know what I'd do? You, you know, like Willy Wonka's and the Chocolate Factory? I'd set up like, I'd buy like a big shed probably around this area so I didn't have to travel very far and turn it into like a beer factory. Yeah. Oh, Can you imagine beer river? what I would presume you would do with it, to be honest. I'd get, I'd get Oompa Loompas, people like Sam Harris working for me. Short, um, short people, ad, ad, yeah. advertising for short people. No, that's um, right. Obviously, you pay them industry rates. You wouldn't overpay them. They're not as big. <laughs> but, Mate, this is something I've thought about the other day, and it probably shows you how fucked up my mind is. If you buy, if you if you're male, female, right? You buy a size eight, and you buy a size twenty five. It costs the same, but you use more material. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah, but also some things don't cost the same. A lot of the times they do, though. No, because I've, I've gone on to look for a, like a jacket or something, and I see it's like sixty bucks. I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. And then I click fucking eleven XL. I'm like, oh, that is, that's more expensive. Okay, so like, that makes sense. So you're obviously shopping in the rich part of town, whereas over in uh, God's country, the shy, they don't want to make people like me feel bad. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of people like you down there, so they've got to, <laughs> to play to their audience. The, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I have thought about that. I, just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know why I thought of this, but it's like making people buy two seats on planes if they're too fat. Well, I mean, they should, though, shouldn't they? Yeah, they should, bro. <laughs> even, even I, like, even I am almost, no, nah, because I, like, lean forward like this, like, scrunched up into a ball, but, like, I don't, know, I don't know how dudes, like, in America, right, when you're catching flights from state to state, there's, I think I've said this before, but you don't get a ticket number. You just A, B, C, or D. And you line up, so they'll go calling A, and you line up, and then they go calling B, and you just pick whatever seat you want. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, I don't mind it, but obviously everyone gets on, takes the aisle, blah, blah, blah. And I've literally been on there before, and this 180-kilo guy comes on. He's like, all right, the fat guy. Who wants to sit next to the fat guy? And, like, made a big fucking hoop to her about it. And all I not thought me. was, not, not me. me. Not me. <laughs> Keep not going me. back. I'm not going to be able to breathe, man. Well, I don't feel like you should have to suffer because that guy can't stop putting fucking donuts in his mouth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that, that yeah, I, I agree. But, but the the being super fat is healthy movement would disagree. That's just another movement that we're going toe to toe with. Um, this is something at- else. Oh, fuck the fuck those people. Fuck Australia Post as well. Yeah, I hate those. Uh, Oi, can people subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel? If you're listening to this, please subscribe. Jesus, it's a slow grind, this YouTube game. But we'll yeah, but I was it's hard because oh, even the other day, thing, things I watch all the time, I, I realized I didn't subscribe. So I started yeah. subscribing, subscribing, subscribing. I know, I know. Yeah, you like swings. Of, well, man, we're over 600 or close to 600 now. That's all right. You know, a little bit of grind, a little bit of grind. Um, I was about to say, oh, he's gone. He's gone. That's all right. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, fuck, fuck, you've distracted me. I'm like a goldfish. You can't distract me too much. Otherwise, I just completely forget what track I was going down. What else is ha- what much? else is happening in the world? What else is happening? Is there any anything interesting going on in your life? Um, no, not really. I'm, I'm <laughs> as I said, I'm... 
<laughs> no. Oh, actually, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is you said you watched your game like ten times on the weekend. Um, yeah. I took Saturday off, so usually I do like the review Friday night. Just fucking, just get stuck in. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it this Friday. Like, I was happy. I got home, watched the footy, went to bed. Then Saturday and Sunday, I was in just an absolute hole because of just fucking review preview. Obviously, North's a good team. Watched way too many hours of stuff. Didn't see the sunlight. It's Monday morning, we had training. And Monday I'm just, morning? Yeah. Because, I mean, we got to get our third session in for the weekend. The boys decide they want it to be then. So, um, but, like, I just could not sleep Saturday, Sunday night. And I'm just, like, thinking about these fucking lineouts. I'm like, there's something not right. So, I went to bed at 10. At, like, 1 a.m., I got up. <laughs> went and got a thick shake. <laughs> Marcus, then, Mr. Gillespie, the usual. I could have I actually got a small thing shake, believe it or not. I was like, fuck. I don't believe it. Um, okay, fair enough. And then I came back, <laughs> I got the receipt, and I went back onto PowerPoint. So I've I've sent through something to like the leaders at like ten thirty and gone, I'm going to bed. And then the next message they would have got is like one fifteen, like, guys, I was thinking, here you go. Um so yeah, I, I understand the uh the preview review toils. Well, it's, um, you see a lot when you watch it 10 times, things you didn't pick up. But I went through and tracked every single forward that played first grade in the weekend and just followed them around. And you, you see a hell of a lot doing that. And um, you pick up little things every time that people do and tendencies. And um, obviously, you know, you know, I do highlights for a living. And um, something that I've noticed is that there are very few players who are good on all sides of the ball, set piece, attack and defense. And the ones that are reasonably good at all three end up playing international rugby. But even then, someone always has a strength in some area. And, and you know, there's, there's, I've done some of the best players in the world, and there's not one person that doesn't have something that they can't improve on. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, there's always, I sort of operate off a, like, for reasonably, like, obviously, I'm dealing with the Fords here, but like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big believer in that if you can if you can consistently put out a seven, that's what makes you a good player. Like you, you know, I'm not talking about a guy here who's seven out of ten is you know dropping the ball eleven times a game. But like if you if you're a first grade standard player and you're putting out seven, so for me a seven or a seven and a half is like no missed tackles, no drop balls, hit your rolls. So like if it's rolls is scrum, then you have no penalties against you. Fine. If you didn't get any penalties, okay, that's fine. Like, and you missed no tackles, and you didn't drop the ball, you didn't miss any rolls. You get a seven, seven and a half. Like that, for me, that's how guys get really good. Is you can put that out every week. Now, what I, what I suppose I see, or maybe you see as well, is with the younger guys, is like a nine and then a five, nine, <laughs> five, and two, nine, eight, three. Seriously, and like, so it's the ability to, like you said, like they might have a weakness, but pulled out like a consistent package where at the very worst every week you know you're not going to you know you're, you're not going to miss five tackles you're going to be you're going to hit your rolls you're going to do your set piece like I've, that's what I that's what I'm searching for yeah I'd, I'd agree I'd like if, if you're a young player like as a forwards coach the first thing I look at is the scrum and the line out their roles within that can they do can are they across the detail required to achieve to complete their roles, right? 
then you, you might have the best fucking player in the world. But if they can't do that, then you have to go, fuck, do I, do I pick them? Yep. You, know, you know what I mean? Whereas yep. if they can do that, then everything else seems to be a bonus. And then it's a, it's one of those things that you weigh up depending on the opposition, depending on the strength of everyone else in your pack. Like you might have guys who can't line out jump, but they're excellent at scrummaging and defense. Or, or you might have props who are, are absolutely outstanding scrummages and line-out lifters, but are basically fucking useless around the field. So it just depends on the makeup of your team. But if if you can do your roles and are, and are at least competent in all the other areas of the game, uh, it's, it makes it hard not to pick you, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the guys who are consistent will end up rising. Um, and then they each guy will have their like one or two points, which makes them way better. So it might be a gun ball carrier. Or they might be a fucking really, really aggressive tackler. So that'll that's that's how you can get extra points in your game. And then there'll be the things that you need to watch out for. So that might be like getting stuck wide in D or um, giving away ruck penalties like consistently. So yeah, I, I try and that's sort of my formula. I like to use. I reckon the I, shoot shield's harder than when we played. I kind of reckon it is. Eh? Fizzy, you don't reckon it is? I I look at some of the, the training the guys do and, and oh, hold on, the, hold on, hold on, training. Yeah, but that, you got to take that into you got to take that into account. And like, I'm not sure I'm not sure the standard of games is as good, but I think everyone's genuinely fitter. Training's a lot harder, and everyone takes it fucking seriously now. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that has changed dramatically, and we we were probably one of the last teams, probably along with you, to convert to like the new the new school, which we've been in for you know, four or five years now. Oh, probably three, four years, actually. Since but... Norse won the final, I reckon. Uh, that's when I put it back to because then it, that kind of coincided with super professional rugby sort of taking a dive in Australia and everyone going, oh, fuck, let's get around the shoot shield. And then remember that, that final that Norse won, they had 30,000 people there. Yeah, you do. They didn't have 30,000 people. Or 20, 15. Yeah, it was 100. Who gives a fuck? That a lot of people. Well, that, that's exactly right. But that's, that's when I – that's – I look. I take it back to them. That's when I think pretty much everyone started taking it seriously. Oh, I agree with that. So, like, we're the first five, or it would have been like fifteen for you because you're so much older than me. But like the first five years, six years playing. So from 2010, 2016, we were two nights a week, and you would not hear a fucking peep about a third night because we had older guys who don't exist anymore. But older guys who played Super Rugby and they just wanted to play football on the weekend who were like, no, you can take your third night and you can fuck off. So I would have been happy to do it at 22, but now it's like, that's stock standard. I'd be very shocked, even, uh, no, any club, I'd be very shocked if anyone's doing two nights a week consistently. So the occasional week, maybe, but consistently just two nights, never a third, I'd be, that would surprise me. So that element, way harder. The cattle... Not sure because I still look I, every other week. Someone posts a team from this year, that year, that this year, that year, and I go, "Fuck me, drunk." That was a serious Sydney Uni team, or that was an unbelievable South team, or you know, whatever. Say for any team, they were all fucking loaded. Some some very good Australian rugby players playing overseas, very good. And back, not even ten years ago, they would have all been playing shoot shield. Some very bad ones playing overseas as well. But there's just a lot of them playing overseas. So, um, mate, I've, there's people desperate. Like, uh, I had a message from a mate who's recruiting in Scotland and I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll coach, I'll coach. He goes, oh, you'd have to play as well. I'm like, mate, you honestly, 
you, you don't want me playing at the moment. Like I, you know, I'd be a liability. You go, no, 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 you don't have to be that fit to play. I'm like, fuck. Jesus. I was never fit when I was fit. You know what I mean, Jeb? Yeah, well, no, you, I mean, we, we all were fit when we were fit. I don't mind the running aspects, but I do look at their training sometimes and just be like, fuck this. <laughs> session, please. Like, that was unreal. So, like, maybe yeah. I'm more impressed with them than they are with themselves because I'm just like, whoa, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can't do fuck. that. Fuck no. Fuck no. But yeah, I agree. So I agree with that aspect. It's got more professional. Disappointingly, though, the money side hasn't got any better, or it's stayed the got, same. It's gotten worse, I reckon. Well, might, might have gotten worse at South. South plays if you're looking for a new club, kind of Eastwood. Um, but how's the state? Cut that out. How's it stayed the same for like fucking ten years? Which, with inflation's wrong, but it looks right. You got that TG Milner money, son. Bro, we've been running at a loss for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Chubby's now winking at me like we've got some secret stash. Mate, if we had a secret stash, I wouldn't be selling my blood today to f- make up the $40 left for rent. Have you seen, ro- you've seen Road Trip? Yeah. Oh, classic film. Mate, what about them selling selling semen to make money for like a hotel room or something? I mean, I... Is that how bad it is? You, you, you just going for the milkshake and the cookie. <sighs> yeah, I would like the milkshake and the cookie. No, I'm... Well, I just had a day off today, so I'm back back on the tools tomorrow. But I um, I'm what actually are you doing now. I'm just a bit like building, laboring for my uncle. I actually really like it because he's That's getting awesome. old. And not when I say old, he's like late fifties, but he doesn't really want lots to of breaks and lots of breaks and stuff. Yeah, he cafes. doesn't really want to do hard jobs anymore, so he scouts out some real easy stuff, um, which is really good. Uh, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so um, I'm a big fan of his, and I'm a big fan <laughs> of the way he approaches work. Um, I am awesome. actually looking. I'm, I've got. A, I'm sitting down with a school in a week or two. Um, oh, did you? Did you that one that I put in touch with? Yep. Oh, so that something something came out of that. I uh, should do. I'm actually funnily enough, and no, this isn't a time to make a joke. I need my working with children check. Um, which <laughs> that, it's easy to get. Yeah, I know, but I've applied for it online now. I've got to go to New South Wales. I mean, whatever the services, the police, or the SR, the, the services New South Wales or whatever. Yeah, so that should be good. I like. I don't mind coaching um, kids. It's very different. I prefer coaching men, um, but I still like it. It's fun. I, I think that it's very. I actually appreciate guys who do like the lower grades. I think that's the hardest stuff. Like you 100%. know, fourteen A's, fifteen A's, sixteen A's. You know, everyone can catch pass. Everyone can tackle. Sort of. You got to like just teach your thing. Line out time. Defense. Like little folding strategies, things like that. But once you start getting lower, that's where it gets hard. I agree. I agree. I think coaching um, people that coach kids are fucking awesome and we need them. We need them in this country. Unless they're a crazy parent. And crazy parents is something that I know is a deal in that world. Dude, you know something that I've realized even coaching at this level is that fuckwit kids tend to have fuckwit parents. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel bad for my poor parents because they're lovely, but I'm sure lots of people think I'm a fuck with. <laughs> but it's it's true, but it's true by day. Like oh, I couldn't imagine having people ring me to go, Why did you pick Jed in first grade? Because he's unathletic, he cannot scrum, <laughs> he he hangs he hangs out on the wing and he has a terrible attitude at training and games. Oh is that, <laughs> is, that my is that what you think of me? Yeah, no. No, I agree. But you know what I mean? Can you imagine having that discussion with the parent? Why didn't you pick Duncan? 
Well, it's not. It's that in some ways it makes me more like gives me more time for the play because I'm like where they where they're starting from here. They haven't been helped, so their expectations on themselves, expectations on what how good they are or how good they aren't, or their concept of reality hasn't been helped. So you know you got it's almost like they get more of a break because it's like well this is where they're coming from, um, but it does make it difficult. And some people have different starting points. Like I 100% agree with you because the, the, I'm not talking about the team now, but like guys you met over the years, you're like, this is the nicest person in the whole fucking world. Someone like, you know, Steve or like, and then you meet their parents and you're like, okay, well I get it. They're also yeah. the nicest people in the world or they like, you know, were good parents, like really good parents. And then you meet some people who are fucking off the Richter and you're like, well, okay, I get it. What? <laughs> Some of the conversations I had last year, you just go, duh, 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 duh. who's that with? Oh, I won't name him. I tried <laughs> to get, I won't, I won't name him, but they're, you're like, you know, you know that scene from, um, not Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, where the, the guy goes, that is the most insanely stupid answer yeah. I have ever seen. We're all dumber for having listened to you. I award you no points and make, and make <laughs> on yourself. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in a movie ever. And um, every time this individual was speaking, that's all I could think. Yeah. There's no point speaking to you because you're not open to information from others. Well, I've got to say, it's, I don't think, look, it hasn't been an issue for us. Uh, it, it would be quite a big deal. I, was, I remember it being an issue at Eastwood Colts with one player in particular, um, whose father was not happy with various things. But if you're like at a at men's open grade, I think you know very rarely you'll get parents trying to. Oh, I agree. I agree. I don't think that happens, mate. It's more like a schoolboy, even in a college, who's off on madness, considering the the kids are voting, drinking heavily, doing God knows what, and dad sounds still, good. Dad and mum are still asking, you know, why he's not. I don't know, playing open side for ones or whatever the fuck it is. Can I ask you a very serious question? Sure. To be successful on the internet, do you absolutely have to be full of shit in some of the content that you put out? And like something I learned in the building industry fucking 10 careers ago is that if you act like you know what you're doing, everyone will assume that you do because no one knows what they're fucking doing. So if you just pretend and speak confidently, everyone will go, oh, that guy knows what they're talking about until they eventually work out. Yeah, that's the same. That's the strategy for like if if you're sneaking into a club or going somewhere backstage or doing something. If you act like you're meant to be there, no one will fucking pull you up. If you're if you're sketchy about it, then you'll get in trouble. Um, the things I, we obviously send each other a lot of content. Yes. I am by no means the mecca of rugby knowledge. I look at so many people's stuff. There's some guys I follow who are phenomenal, but they're shout out to- contact coach. Shout out the contact coach Craig. Good right, man. I want to shout out my guy as well. But the point is, there's an equal amount of people posting shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like that and it blows up. Like it, we're talking millions of people going, yeah, that's a good point. Like I'm looking at it going, good Lord. Like that is not, that shouldn't be legal. <laughs> uh, my dude's Omar Monomny. The what? Bristol Bears, Bristol Bears defensive yes. coach. He's a fucking weapon. I love him. And Laurie Fisher, Laurie, Laurie Fisher, who's, Seems to transcend time. He's the number one um, poster on the Rush's Appreciation Society. True story. Um, 
regularly posts on there about where he's having his rushes. He posts his like some of his warm up drills and things on there, and they're fucking brilliant. So like, it was pretty pretty cool going to watch him coach, to be honest. And watching him deliver a team meeting, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I, it's like like there's guys out there who are brilliant, and like regularly, like even players, like they I've always tell them to keep a lookout, and they they send me stuff like this is good, like this is smart. Or they'll send me things and be, be like, this is awful. Like, I wouldn't have done this ever. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's the internet. You just, internet. I don't know how it works. I'm thinking of doing stand-up comedy. That's how many laughs you'll get. <laughs> Maybe. Are you really? Well, I just, just feel like a challenge, something to do. Like, I've, I've always been very shy, public speaking, and I'm, I'm actually quite a shy person, believe it or not. No, I but do more, believe that. You're a lot more measured than I am. You think about things. I, I, But I'm getting better at speaking in public and I've, I've emceed a few things and I've, you know, so I'm like, fuck it. You know what? Why not get up and tell some, you know, premature ejaculation jokes? I mean, you know, are they going to land in woke Sydney? Oh, pro- hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. My, my brother's always wanted to do it. I'm like, fuck it. Why not? Challenge yourself. Get up. Talk some night. shit. I actually was going to do an open mic once on a cruise ship, and I I regret. I had a lot of good cruise ship jokes about their correlation to Western Sydney. So many rabbitos. Go on. So many rabbitos, mate. You, every, within walking on the cruise ship, within ten seconds, I'd, every NRL team had been represented. I looked around, and it was just like it was the entire Rudy Hill RSL just emptied itself onto a cruise ship for two days. And yeah, that's. That's good gear. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know whether they would have found it funny because they're the ones from Rudy Hill yourself. God, who cares you, what they think? You've been on a cruise ship? Never. No, never been tempted to. The only ones I'd be like tempted to, you know, those ones that go through like Alaska and Canada. And yeah, my parents have done that. They're real. I'd weird. be keen on that, but like going to fucking Fiji or something doesn't. Well, me. I don't look. We went on a three night. Uh, I don't know what it was. I think it was actually called a comedy. T- Comedy cruise. I think it was just whatever cruise was on that weekend about two years ago, just before COVID kicked off. It was when that the COVID fucking the first ship was coming back into the harbor and everyone was getting it. And we were going, What are they talking about? About 10 guys, and we were staying in bunk beds in like these little cabins. It had a casino, it had like all the rat, all the restaurants were prepaid. So you just walk in and order and like, and it was fucking chaos. Um, the demographic was. Just spread as well. So those five cheap. Old... Yeah, it was pretty cheap. It was something like... relatively cost effective. Yeah. Like lots of free gym beams and shit like that. There was lots of stuff. Like you could pay for different drink packages. But it's very funny because obviously in the real world, if you go to the nightclub on the cruise ship, and there's bars everywhere, so like people drink from eleven a.m. In the real world, you just get banned from a club. But when you're on the open waters, when you're on international waters, what do you? What happens? So. You wake up in the morning and there's an envelope under your door and it says meet the like the captain and the headmistress at so and so at lunchtime. And so they you, get you in trouble. Yeah, you get drinking bans. So like a few of the guys got like a six hour drinking ban. So for the for the six rest hours. Of, yeah, it wasn't much. Um, and the other <laughs> thing was you paid for everything with your key card for the boat, which was horrifically dangerous. If you think about it, you got a casino on there. So, like, you can at any point, it's attached to your card, instead of, like, and this was not me for the record, mum, you, you're not putting, you, you put your, these guys are putting cards into pokies at 3am, 
and hitting just 500 bucks. They do that on purpose, 100%. Well, they do that. They yeah. do that on purpose. Well, there's, a guy, tri- there's a guy who's now retired from Eastwood, uh, a young man who's retired, and he got had someone's wrong car, and he woke up in the morning and had spent like $2,000, dollars $2, $2, $3,000 at Blackjack. Sounds like something Hugh Roach would do. Yeah, no, he wasn't on the cruise, but uh, he has his own money to spend. But they're, they're, I, I'm actually ready for my next cruise. Maybe we could go on a cruise and do the podcast from the cruise. We just do like a live podcast and all the people will be like, who the fuck are these two fat assholes <laughs> just talking shit? Why is that guy smoking and vaping indoors? Well, we, I don't know. which uh, they talk, They're talking about you. No, I'll bring a pipe <laughs> on there. You can, I mean, as I said, there's so many... NRL supporters, you've got to be able to smoke everywhere on those things anyway. Oh, they wouldn't do it otherwise, surely. No. Like, by the time you've got through the little custom section, which uh, is stressful for some, I will say. Um, you've got just... things hidden in crevices that you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> was, put it this way, there was a few people walking a little bit duck-footed onto that ship. Oh, look, what am I going to do without drugs for three days? As if you can't get them on a cruise ship anyway. No, no comment. <laughs> Where? Oh, I, I should ask you, shouldn't I? Well, I, do, I don't do that one, and I didn't do the second thing. Somali pirates? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. But anyway, that's that's an experience I'd highly recommend. I know the Tars used to do a little mini cruise for their Mad Monday. Maybe we can try and proposition them to go on a three-day cruise. and just... take, us on, take us on it. Hey, take us. We'll, we'll offer nothing. Uh, in in terms of financial or like probably fun for like any of the them. rest like the rest of the four hundred support staff we'll offer nothing but we will, we want to be part of the Mad Monday I I I'm not going to go to our Mad Monday this year no, unless we win if we win I'm going harder than anyone no I, d- I didn't go last year uh, it just doesn't happen we didn't have one last year. The COVID season oh, shut true. us down. I suppose I sort of went to the 2021. I'm not a big drinker these days, but I, I went. Um, no, there's no winking. It's fucking fact, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> the Oh, that's what I was going to say before I forget. Strain 7s went all right again. Yeah, it's good. It's good, man. I, I like I like seeing the boys go well. Nate Lawson, maniac I over there. Lawson. I remember him tackling me once, and I thought, he, he fucking hit pretty hard. He's um, a wild boy. Yeah, he's a good player. I've, I, he is a wild boy, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> um, but there's two wild boys on that trip. But it's good. It was good to see them going. Speaking of fucking cruise ships or anything happening, the Sevens World Tour, um, which is just a giant Love Island, from what I've heard. Oh, version of Love Island. How good. X on the beach. You've seen that show, sure. Seen X on the beach. It's just a big dating show, from what I gather. Um, Sorry to anyone who has a relation, who's in a relationship with someone in sevens, but that's what I've heard. But it's, um, you know, the world's good when they start going to all the sevens tournaments again. Geez, the 2020s have been fucking weird, haven't they? Yeah, all the like, shit going on. It's like a big single year. It's like a big one year. It's just like this This whole decade is just going to be a write-off. Well, I it reckon. could be a fucking write-off. By the end of this decade, I'm old. Well, yeah. You're not old now, are you? Well, I'm, I don't know. I don't feel 29, but apparently I'm 29. I'll tell you yeah. when I feel 29, Chubby, when I say things like, boys, think of Victor Matfield. Yes. And everyone looks at me going, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck's that guy? Yes. And I I've, I had to sit, Michael, I see many times, sit him down and be like, 
that Victor Matfield there, that guy. Or it's Batcher. not that mu- it's not that long ago. Um, Batcher on the weekend was uh, referencing someone very Martin Johnson, and he's yeah. like, like fucking literally in the if there was ten rugby players ever in the Hall of Fame, he'd be in it. That's and, almost twenty years ago, to be fair. Yeah, no, but you just like I was I wasn't fucking old when he was playing. I was seven, but I still know who he is. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, and, I'm, and people are like, nah. And then like, sort of one guy sort of like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, what's going on here? I, I wore you know my country old. eagles. Oh, dude, I wore my country eagles training shirt to South training a while ago. And they're like, oh, did you play? Like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's the NRC. That was only NRC. Four years ago. Yeah, I know that, that there was like it's the NRC. I'm like, oh, what's the NRC? Like. Excuse me, you were talking to the first ever country eagle. You show some respect. Yeah, exactly. You were number one, eh? Number one in the first game. That's fucking something to hold your hat to. Obviously, a very oh, proud, I'm so proud, very proud moment very, for the family. Very proud historic um, franchise that's gone on to great things. I don't know what they're doing this year. I think they're in the NFL. Um, yeah, I, I remember getting paid hundred bucks a week for twelve weeks or whatever it was. So, yeah, yeah, shout out to my. My parents, oh, they were, we were just hemorrhaging money during that NRC period. Because not only did you have to pay for fucking everything, but then you had to go out every night as well. So you, had just, you had to. It's particularly the Rams. You're, you're, you're one of the top 100 greatest Rams of all time. Have you ever thought of that? I, I actually, I'll, I'll do you one better. I think I'm in the top three highest capped Rams of all time. But does that mean that you're great? No, no. it means I'm awful. They're a terrible team. <laughs> it means I... That's why I'm so. That's why I retired young. Hey, there's some absolute legends that went through the Rams. I'll, I'm sure I'll work them out. Paul Asquith, mm. Hugh Roach. Yeah, go on, mate, the Top when five greatest. Start with the legends. Start with the legends. Max Holland. Max Holland played for him. Oh yeah. Okay. He's a legend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is a legend, actually. He's a legend. Lovely guy. Shout yeah. out to Max. I know he's a big fan of the podcast. Waverly Boys will listen to this as well. I'm told. So. Shout out to those boys. Yeah. That's anyway, cool. but yeah, cool. we, we are getting old, and uh, that's the, yeah, that's the main reason I know is because I mentioned players that I just think everyone should know who they are. Like even like Todd Kefu's sort of vintage. If he wasn't coaching, people would know who he is. Can I can I throw a random scenario at you? Yeah, hit me with it. If I paid you two hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah. to be a full time ref, would you? Mm. Uh, where am I living? Sydney. Yes. 150,000 a year. Mm, I'm not, I'm not super money driven to be brutally honest. That's why I'm living in a shanty. Um, nah, like, are we talking right now? Like I have to stop right now. Yeah. You just, you're a full-time ref. You, you get fast tracked into shoot shield and the professional world. And you know, you, you might be an international ref within two years. Immediately, they're paying you two hundred grand a year, and all you do is you're a full time ref. It's such a hard job, man. Two hundred grand is two hundred so grand hard. compared to selling blood and semen at fucking holes in the wall is probably a big step up. Man, it's so hard. It's such. I a agree. Hard. I honestly think it's the hardest job on the planet, and it has the most accountability ever in terms of people enforcing it because. Everyone's got the video. They want to know what happened here and there, which it's, like I kind of get, but like the time is gone. So decisions being made. Like I just think it's such a difficult job. And as we've said many times, 
the refs and the shoot shield are really good guys and they're out there, buddy, like doing a very, very difficult job. I don't know what that ref program gets paid, but I'm sure it's... I think they get paid. Oh, I don't know what a lot of them get paid, but I think the full-time guys get reasonable. I don't know. They fucking should as well. It's really important. I agree. I agree. Because you end up with some of those like French... I watched some of the French referees in top 14. They're handing out cards like pamphlets to Chinese around the corner. And like Chinese will be good. But the interpretation is is no good. Like having someone good calling the games is so important. It is. It is. And commentators. Oh, we need a commentary come up a bit. This one's come up a bit, I've got to say. I've been hit up many times. Go I on. think, Be- I think Stan's coverage is really good. I think when, when has there been a time in the past where like I sat there on Saturday and flicked between three games? Like on TV with commentary. That's very impressive. Now, do they know how to pronounce the names and the ins and outs of everything. Not really, but I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Cause I think, I think it's overall, it's a great product. But I think that, I don't know. I don't think that yourself or myself would be eligible for Stan given. Well, you'd like to talk politics a lot and I swear a lot. You, so. you always dig it out of me. I, I come on here with my Swedish hat on and I'm not ready. I'm not talking any politics. Then you first question is always, Something about Donald Trump. Um, oh, I know you like him. That's why. Mine would be swearing related, I think. Um, I just well, you, yeah. you put out some Vladimir Putin Russian propaganda. You know, the Ukraine had it coming. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no, well, that's what you said offline. Off you are Belarusian, though, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit Belarusian. Um, Mate, how good's that Hasbulla guy? Yeah, Hasbulla. Oh, now we're going to lose the top. We're going to lose the older percentage of our audience, but yes, big fan of Hasbulla. All right. Well, we've got some swearing in. We've got some Hasbulla chatting. Oh, I need Russian. to say, I need to say, we we have uh, we have ordered Eastwood is now on the caffeine gum train from hell. Um, Where have they ordered it? He's ordered it. What's his name? Rob. Hold on. Let's have a look. Pretty sure. Nope. Okay. We're not on the train. <laughs> we're about to be on not, the train. Not yet. <laughs> not um, yet. We're about to be on the train because I took three packets to training, four packets after I was with you, and they went very, very, very quickly. And then I received many, many messages about when are you bringing more? So it was this crack like substance. Yeah, we're actually on board. What is this legal cocaine? So we're on board from a, a where the, the club will be on board soon and uh, there will What's be no that? slowing down. Bats tested, so it's approved for elite athletes. Australian Sevens just bought some, so thank you to those uh, fantastic humans in there. Tom Carter, great man. Um, yeah, dude. Well, what else? Is there anything else, any inspirational messages you'd like to give our audience? Any any thoughts, statements, concerns, anything to consider going forward? I feel like the Roaring Twenties uh, have been off to an interesting start. And I, I can't wait to see what happens next. But what's your take on everything at the moment? If you're out there on the way to work and you see people chained to the Harbour Bridge, I want you to keep driving. You understand? I want you Are to... people doing that at the moment, though? Yes. And I want, you to just, I want you to just look up into your rear view and I want you to just keep driving. 
Why? Why are they doing that? Because climate. The climate. Yeah, they don't want one. They don't want a climate. I feel like there's so many fucking bored people that they just we just all need something to worry about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it was good there for a little bit. Well, not good, but like people are like, oh, there's a war. Maybe I shouldn't be complaining <laughs> that some people like to eat chicken, but. You know, why can't whatever. people do things productive? Like, if you fucking want climate change to be like, if that's an issue to you, why don't you come up with some kind of solution where we don't have to use all this plastic yeah, or build a giant rocket ship and fucking fly somewhere else? What Elon Musk, you know what? We need to live on Mars. Let's fucking do that. Yeah, you're I can tell you're a big Musk guy. I've, I've enjoyed some of his memes. I'll tell I'm, you, I've, I've I'll deep dive on, on Deep Musk used to be in a very interesting hair situation. He was he very, did. he was very thin when he was young, and like all great rich people, and obviously I, I'm obsessed with boarding people. Um, yes, he managed to dig his way out. So it just shows that money, money can buy happiness. Shout, shout out to that guy. Money definitely can can improve your life, without a doubt. We'll tag um, him. We'll tag how him. is how are the how is the vape t- testing situation going? When are we looking at releasing the THC ones that you keep talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever we both move to fucking Cali, bro. Um, I want to move to America. Well, having lived in America, I've got to say I was, it's, I do miss it. Um, and I think that may, that one day we'll live there again. I like. I think living in Miami, I think I'm going to end up in Miami. Yeah, well, um, there's some great people down there. There's a lot of great... There's a lot of great things down there, Ron DeSantis. Um, and, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to move back. I'd love to live in California, man, but I can't do it. They, they, they're just too loopy. They tax the shit out of everyone. You can't do anything. They're, it's just too loopy. They're too loopy. Well, we're going to keep going at this because eventually we'll get more than 500 listeners and people will throw money at us and buy our vapes. And when marijuana becomes legal, Jed and I have already lined up to have – uh, loose heads, marijuana strain. Well, you've been anecdotally testing for 20 years now. So <laughs> we got so much, we got so much prep. No, look, I, I, I love, uh, I love the, the hearing feedback from the, from the shows. Um, a lot of guys, spoke, a lot of guys spoke to me last week, um, about the sort of fourth grade, third grade problem. Um, and sort of what their take on it was. So they're, you know, it's good to hear feedback. So I appreciate it to everyone who does listen. If you're listening, tell someone about it. If you if you manage to get to this point, even though we've got listeners that hate swearing, hate politics, hate Russian propaganda, hate drug talk, you know, and, and just hate anything that's not related to like a semi-professional amateur rugby union. If you're one of the people that managed to get to this, shout out to you. Tell someone, subscribe, like, share, follow us both on Instagram, and most importantly of all, buy caffeine cup. Would you just buy your microphone? Yeah, I burnt myself on my microphone. Yep, buy caffeine gum and uh, yeah, fuck you if you didn't like it. 100 billion percent.